Hello everybody and welcome to the Gaelic Life Podcast. My name is Kieran Lynch and on this episode I chatted with Armagh and Calivi footballer Kieran O'Hanlon. He suffered a ruptured patella tendon playing in a league match last July and he was told that he'd never kick a ball again. But now, after almost a year of rehab, having watched on from the sidelines for both club and county, Kieran is back and ready to play football again. That's great news for Calivi with the Armagh Championship right around the corner. First and foremost, thanks for coming on. Uh, I suppose the, the injury is a good starting point. And just tell me what happened. It happened here. We're, at, we're recording in Clevey. It happened out on yeah, uh, home so game. It happened just out in the field there. Um, had been struggling with tendonitis in my right knee um, with Armagh throughout, uh, not last year, the year before campaign. Uh, sort of just trying to manage it. and. I suppose that's probably why I didn't see too much football during that that season. Uh, and uh, when we went back to the clubs, we had uh, Armagh had organised me to go to London and um, see a specialist. But within that time, we just sort of said, "Look, sure, go back and play a bit with the club anyway." And in that time, I ruptured my patella tendon. Uh, you know, and it was just a nightmare. <laughs> like, you know, when you get an injury like that, you just think the worst things. And anyone, you know, that's done their SEL and stuff, they always think the worst when when an injury like that happens. Um, and yeah, it was out in the field. And, you know, ironically enough, my first game, full game back, was against Clannarn out here, you know, 11 mm-hmm. months to the day. So, uh, you know, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot that happened in between that, but you know, it was good to be back out playing again. Do you sort of know when it happens? Um, this is serious. Uh, well, Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there'd be different sort of severity. Yeah, within, like, like initially when it happened, it felt as if I had dislocated my knee itself. Um, but obviously, when in the casualty, they X-rayed it uh, and. Uh, it was a big African doctor and he held my leg up in the air by my big toe and he was like trying like take the weight off me and I couldn't do it and he knew straight away it was a rupture in the patella tendon uh, because initially that's what I said when it, when you have a dislocation you usually hear we click to go back in and uh, the clan urn physio uh, I want to say thanks to him he he said look we'll try and put it back in here and there was I didn't feel that click, so I felt I was going to the I was going to the NE thinking this isn't back in properly, you know. But he, the that African doctor in Daisy Hill was able to say, you know, this is what it is. So, get on the ball straight away with Armagh, uh, Geezer, uh, Mora, Julie, and you know we we're trying to get surgery lined up straight away, basically. Uh, and that happened within a couple of days. I'm very appreciative to Armagh for, for helping me through that as well. So just wanted to ask you about the rehab process. So I suppose you just said it was 11 months out of action, if you like, from, yeah. from one game to the next. And can you just walk me through that, how that yeah. goes from what happens um, in the first few months and then moving forward? So obviously surgery, uh, dead. So you're, you're basically not allowed to leave Santry until you're, you put weight on that leg. You know, so walking out with two crutches, but you have to walk through that leg. And then it was more or less laying up for, you know, 
couple of weeks and trying to put weight on it every day, you know, just try and keep the, the quad and stuff engaged. But, you know, it's it's hard because obviously there's a lot of pain and stuff there, but um yeah, you're just you're just trying to you're just trying to keep everything around the knee engaged. Uh, obviously you're gonna lose a lot of muscle mass and stuff, but I know like that's that's a given with them sort of injuries. Um uh, but you're put into like a it's like a brace where uh, there's different angles and like every few weeks they change the angle to try and get the flexibility back in the knee. So the progression sort of from after surgery to a month, you know, you're moving into the, like the first, I, I think it's like 10 degrees or something to get you to move. So obviously driving and everything, like your freedom's more or less taken out of you. Uh, I have to thank my partner Hannah for doing everything for me. We had, we had a child through that time as well. So I was pretty useless, you know, I couldn't really change many novies or anything like that, but I was able to do bottle feeds and stuff. But, you know, like I was, I, she, she was basically looking after two children, like, you know, yeah. and you uh, have to thank her for that. But like, yeah, in your head you just want to concentrate on the knee and get it as 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 good as possible through that because there's very little really you can do like you're just like trying to squeeze your um quad trying to keep it engaged and then like as you move through the flexibility phases the rehab starts to ramp up a wee bit you know you're you're trying to move from that 10 or 20 30 degree position to try and get it out to a straight leg and holding it in that position and it sounds like really basic stuff but after an injury like that that's sort of what you're working through you know and then i suppose after i would say when it what like when you get to the stage where you can get it to 90 degrees that's sort of when the work really starts to kick in so you're back in the gym you're on the bike you're trying to get it moving and i suppose the flexibility thing is massive with it because you're trying to get your full range of motion back again uh, and that is very tedious you know that sort of journey is lonely as well because you know you're on your own and as I know you have the physios and stuff, but you're you're the one that has to do the work and do basically what they're trying to tell you to do, and you have to trust that that's gonna get you back to where you want to be. Um, and then like I think I was back maybe jogging after could have been about six months maybe, so early January February. That's sort of when I, I was actually, it was, it was the start of the new year, start of uh, January. I was back running now. My first session was a couple of runs up and down the field, you know, just to get the leg going again. But putting the boots back on again was a massive stepping stone mentally uh, because, of, like, as I said, when, when you initially do that injury, you're thinking the worst time you're never going to play again, you know. The consultant said you'll never kick a football again. Like you know, that's what I was told when I went down to Santry. Uh, and then at that at that six month period, he says like, do you know you could be. How, how did you take that news? Yeah, it was tough. You know, it was very hard. Uh, a lot of mixed emotions. Um, I suppose Julie, the strength and conditioning coach at Armagh, uh, Maura and and Kieran there obviously trying to be positive like you know they're trying to say you, you'll get back from this 100% we'll do whatever we can to, to get you back in the field and granted they did like and 
you know, I have to, <laughs> you know, I have to give them everything, all the credit because they they are the ones that got me back into this position, you know. And obviously, I have to do the work and stuff, but they've set up everything to make it so easy to transition, you know, into the different stages of rehab. So, yeah, very thankful for them for that. Like, yeah, you and know. you said it's a, obviously a lonely experience, but at the same time, how important is it to have that support network, whether it be the likes of Geezer, yeah. your partner, uh, even the other maybe lads who are injured on the team, or even yeah. lads who are, who are fit? Just yeah, having like, a bit of support or somebody Arshin, to fall back Arshin on? was sort of going through something similar there and you know it was great we would bounce each off each other all the time and like even Nell Grimley's been through a hard time there too and you know Nell are the same we've all sort of been touching base with each other and it's good to, you know even through once you go into that running stage and stuff it's good to have someone there that's going to push you and tell you come on you can do this all this here sort of stuff <coughs> all the cliche sort of stuff mm. you know but it's great to have that, but before all that, you know, you're in that, all that tedious sort of stuff, if you're in that, you know, you're going to the gym, granted all the rest of the boys are there, you know, but you're doing different stuff to, to what they're doing, and ultimately to get to the stuff that they're doing, that's the goal, you know, down the line, but um, they could be away, and you're still there, you know, an hour later, still doing that rehab stuff, and that's sort of where it gets you, but as I said, like once you get back on that field and you're sort of creeping closer to doing the stuff that the rest of the squad are doing, that's a that's a mental win. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that's sort of where my mindset was at throughout the whole thing. Just try and get wee small goals throughout the whole uh, process. You know. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna take it in a little bit of a different direction now. Um, when you're out injured, obviously the league campaign with Armagh started back at Cleavy yes. and you actually came on with me on Armagh yeah, TV yeah. twice for, for two of the Cleavy games. I just wanted to ask you about that. Uh, yeah, it was, a different, what, it was a different experience, probably. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did, I did, I did enjoy it. Um, when you get the message uh, to ask you to come on, what's going through your head? Oh, I don't know, like, I said to my partner Hannah, I was like, they, they're asking me here to come on to do co-commentary, I was like, what am I going to do here? Like, I, you know, it's not it's not something I ever thought about. Uh, but I'm glad I went and done it. You know, uh, it was actually Claire Shields as well. I said, hey, goes, I'm going to be useless here. But she said, you'll be grand, you'll be fine. And yeah, no, I am glad I went and done it. It was good, good experience. And um, it's something I can say I've, <coughs> I've done, you know. Uh, it just opens up something different, like, you know. Yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Really and it's enjoyed. sort of tricky in the sense, like, there's no script to follow. Too, you yeah. sort of have to uh, call it as you see it. Yeah, well, that's it too, you know. Um, I was sort of thinking that I would have enough experience in the amount of football and stuff I played that I would have enough to say when I'm there. Like, But, uh, no, look, I really, I really did enjoy it. And I suppose yourself, you made it easy enough for me too because, you, you know, you're good at what you do and fair play to you. And... and uh, yeah, you brought me in and where, where it needed to be, and I, I thought it, it ran smoothly enough. I was happy enough, yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. And one thing sort of interested me, which I think would be difficult to do, like oftentimes, so we would have maybe Johnny Murta from Cross McGlens. Yes. Come on, he's an ex-player. Yes. Uh, Amy Mackin, of course, is a current player, but she's Compton on the men's team, as opposed to her own team. Those lads are your own teammates, you know? So in my head, it would be... Was it, did you find it difficult to critique them or if you, you know what I mean? Because be you don't, what they say, exactly, yeah. yeah. Did you find that at all? Or? Uh, we bit like, um, I suppose when you're commentating 
uh, on games, it's different to when you're in that group, you know, because... Are you able to take yourself out of the group? Did you feel like that? or I don't know. It's, it's hard, like, when you're in that circle, there's always that challenge culture of, right, we, what, what can we do to get better? Uh, you made this mistake, you know, is that going to happen again sort of thing? But when you're in the commentary thing, you have to sort of, you have to bite your tongue a wee bit, like, you know, uh, because obviously you're conscious of the listeners and the viewers and uh, what they want to hear, you know, as well. Um, and you don't want them thinking, oh, this Kieran Hanfell thinks he knows it all. You know, that sort of thing. I know what you mean, um, yeah. But, no, like, yeah, in a way, to answer your question, yeah, you sort of you sort of have to take yourself out of that group when you're doing that sort of stuff, yeah, definitely. And another thing which... I suppose with Armat TV, we don't actually mind it to some extent, but you'll have bias um, yes. because, as well as being a Cleavy player, you're probably a Cleavy supporter yeah. as well, if you like. And Absolutely. do you find it hard to find the balance? And I, I'm saying you don't necessarily mind it to, to some degree, but yeah. some lads nearly go that far the other way that they start being overly critical yeah, of their own yeah. team because they don't want to appear biased. Did, yeah, did that ever come I, into your head? Look, I'm, I'm bad enough on the sideline as it is, so you know, again, it was a different challenge for me doing that sort of stuff because. There's times I want to say stuff and shout out, and you just can't you can't do it, like you know. But uh, as you say, you just there is that wee bit of bias because you're watching your own team and stuff. But like it's the mistakes side of things that you would want to call out, but you just can't do it, you know. You just can't do it. But um, yeah, no. Look, overall, really good experience. Glad I did it. And what would you? What's your attitude, I suppose, towards the media in general? I'd say maybe a lot of players would be skeptical of media, or yeah. would maybe wouldn't want to say the wrong Look, thing. But I, obviously, you're happy to get, I, get involved. Uh, I don't really say no to media. You know, I don't really have a problem with it because I've, I've never had any bad dealings with it. So, in my personal experience, you know, I have no problem doing things like this, and you know, the Armagh TV thing, or whatever. Like, I have no problem doing interviews and all, but. As I say, like it's it's just on different experiences. You know, if if you've one bad experience with the media, you're gonna turn around and say, Well, you're gonna think about it the next time, like, you know what I mean? So from my personal point of view, you know, I have no problem doing media stuff, it's it's grand, it's fine. Um I don't go too much, I don't go too little you know, I just keep it keep it real, like, you know. Yeah, and then a different form of media, but something that is very prevalent, uh, probably for a lot of younger players coming up as well, is is social media and I suppose managing your attitudes towards it. I know for myself, I could have ten positive things, but if there's one, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, it's unlikely or it's rare. But if there's one thing you see that can be con- uh, can put you down or, or yeah. sort of um, be uh, critical of you, yeah. I think that sticks with you a lot. And yeah. how do you, do you be off like, the non-social media during the season? Or you just like when you're playing, I suppose I've probably taken a wee bit more interest because. You know, as much as I was in the squad, I wasn't involved, if you know what I mean. So I was just taking a look at what people were saying out there. And it's, it's, it, it'll open your eyes, like, you know, when I'm not playing, when I am playing, sorry, I usually step away from that sort of thing. But, you know, last year opened up my eyes a good bit of what people say, you know. And if you're reading that as a player, it, can de- it could definitely get you. You know, definitely get you. Uh, people have no filter on on Twitter or Facebook or you know whatever it is, Instagram. You know, 
you all see things pop up on Twitter now and again of people or football players getting or hurling players or whatever getting direct messages from people giving them dogs abuse, you know, because they maybe kicked it wide or missed the easy score or whatever. And like if you're seeing that week in, week out, of course that's gonna hinder you, like, you know, so and like you were saying about young players or my advice to young players would be just get away from it you know if you're going to get that just step away um, because you don't need to be listening to it Do you know the only the only people that really matter are the ones your teammates your your coaches the ones in your circle like you know your friends family um, to a degree you know they can be harsh sometimes too because they're your closest but listen you keep your circle close like you know anyone I'd say that to me their opinion doesn't really matter you know that, that's quite interesting that you actually were reading through things and you know people at times to be honest probably talk a lot of rubbish but pop, you'll get people who maybe don't exactly know what they're talking about yeah. do you feel and can that be frustrating and, yeah, and listen people are listen, people are open to have their own opinions Absolutely. I'm and not they, saying that but do you feel at times if you're reading things and saying this person here is saying something but they've, they've yeah. no idea what they're talking about can that can that bother you or no look listen as I was saying like I don't usually really pay any attention to it, but it was just because of last year, you know, where I was. Um, I just took an interest out of, you know, just out of just out of interest to see, basically to uh, uh, just to verify what I was thinking. Basically, you know, there is a lot of talk out there, and most of the time, you don't need to listen to it, you know. And people, as I say, like. When you were saying there about other people's opinion and stuff, like, yeah, you see it all the time. People maybe haven't kicked the ball before or maybe kicked the ball at a younger level and never played senior football or, you know, anything like that. And you take that with a pinch of salt, you know. You just take it with a pinch of salt because, as you say, everyone is entitled to their opinion on their platforms and they're going to give it, you know. But at the end of the day, and I refer back to your circle, you just, that's the only people you have to worry about, like, you know. Yeah, and then just moving back now, obviously, uh, with Cleavy, cutting yeah. back on the field. So we discussed already the sort of process from when the injury happens, mm-hmm. doing all the rehab. You've done Arma TV, and now you're back. You're back on the field for Cleavy. Clan Iron at home was it? And yes. A, I suppose how good did that uh, feel? Yeah. And then B, does it take a bit of time for that uh, match sharpness to, to sort of kick Absolutely, in? Absolutely, like you know, eleven months is a long time being away from. I know, like there's a lot of rehab and a lot of work put in there, but. There's a lot of difference between rehab and, you know, game pace football and like, yeah, it was great to be stuck back into the middle of it again, like, um, with no real worries about how many he's going to be and stuff now, like, you get the odd flare up and stuff and that's, that's to be expected, um, so you just have to manage that, you know, throughout the rest of the season, um, but like, yeah, it's good to be back in the thick of things again, definitely. Yeah, and championship now around the corner, and, and what a group. Yeah. <laughs> Four really strong teams. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, I suppose the term group of death can get bandied about, but yeah. you're looking at those four teams. No, and not really. Like, I mean, four teams that would fancy themselves, you know, looking at it, like, uh, especially with, uh, is it 1B on, is it 1B get a home game on 2A? 2B get a home game, is it? Uh, both uh, 1B and 2B. 2B get a... Yeah, they get the home game. So, like... Hard places to go to, like, you know, uh, at any time of the year. 
uh, but you know, championship around the corner, it's you know the odds on a wee bit of bait, like so. And look, it is, it is championship. It's gonna be tough. Um, the group of death thing, wouldn't really read too much into that. Like, uh, it is what it is. Like, you know, you've got three chances to to get to a quarter final, and you know that's the way we're gonna approach it, one game at a time. Um, and it's you know, there's a couple of tasty games in there. You know, like so, looking forward to it. And obviously, have a young squad there, and Kalevi coming up. Last year's semi final was as far as he got. Do you feel like it maybe came a bit early? Uh, I don't think so. I just think we maybe left that one behind that day. Uh, you know, Graham Moore just never went away, and we were there for the taking, and they took the opportunity, and that's what the way I saw it. Like, uh, we could have, you know, we could have easily went and, and beat them, but. We just didn't do it, and maybe you know we could say maybe that's a mental block or I don't know what it is, but maybe an experience, you know. But uh, like there's boys in that team where have been about a good few years playing senior football, so you know you, you don't have that excuse anymore. You know, like if you want to go win a championship, it's there, the group's there, so that's what we have to do. If they knuckle down and and just take one game at a time through this group, you feel like you're right up there amongst the contenders. Of course. Why wouldn't we? You know, decent, decent enough league campaign, uh, pushing well now in training and stuff at the minute, and like a a good group there to to build a bit of momentum and confidence. Go like you know if you get to the quarterfinals and stuff. So you definitely there's definitely scope there for for a big year ahead. Yeah. Do you feel like there's maybe more expectation around you this year? Um, Personally or Clevey? The the team. Um, probably because a lot of people maybe take Graham more for granted, you know. But they're a good team, do you know. They they deserve to win, do you know. So there's pro. I suppose ourselves, yes, because we know we should have got to that final last year. But I'd say, as I say again, you know, you don't really listen to that sort of thing. You you know, you listen to what what's in the group and. The people around you, your coaches and stuff. So, yeah, look, there's expectation on us as a group personally to definitely go and go and get a, a championship final this year, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, and that actually was an interesting point you made about yourself. Obviously, now uh, one of the probably more experienced players in the team. You have you know inter county background. Do you shoulder a lot of personal responsibility? Uh, I suppose. Me myself, yeah. Uh, coming from the team, probably not. Um, I suppose there's probably an expectation from the boys for me to be a leader and and do that sort of thing. And like, if I'm making mistakes, for them to call me out and stuff. But uh, for uh, for my personal self, yeah, there's an expectation that they need to be playing to. That I think for us to to get across the line in games, so hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, and of course you have uh, Tommy Coleman in this year who won it in twenty twenty one with mm-hmm. Clan Aaron and my personal opinion would be that he wouldn't be in Clevey if he didn't think he could win a championship with you. Yeah. What what has he added to the group? Just a uh, bit of simplicity, you know, um a, a bit of um man a good man to man management skills around players that feed on confidence, he's able to build boys up and stuff, like that's that's massive. He's, He's got boys playing really well that, you know, have maybe come out of form a bit. Like, there's that sort of element to it, uh, without a doubt, you know. And obviously, he has that 
experience of going and winning a senior championship and that's invaluable in our mass especially you know with cross dominating for so long you know he knows how to win a championship so having that uh, in your group is is massive yeah and then i just have a few more questions just to finish out i want to touch back then on arma mm -hmm. um of course we've already touched on that you did miss here with injury but you're in around the squad what uh, what sort of responsibilities do those players have i actually remember one game i think it was uh, down in Clonus, the Ulster semi-final, and we were in the press box, and I think even a couple of the guys, Ashley O'Neill, Paddy Burns, are actually sat uh, yeah. up there with us. But yeah. you're obviously you were doing something. Yeah. So what what does that uh, entail? What are the, the responsibilities? I did a bit of stats, like what I just helped Dennis Hollywood out with it, uh, and <laughs> that's because no one else would do it. So I put my hand up for it. But ah, no, like you try like. When you, when you know you're not sort of going to be involved on the field, you try and help out where you can, you know, to even if it's a conversation during the week to try and get someone ready for the next opponent and stuff. You just, you try, every, you want to try, you want to be involved, but you, you need, just want to try everything to get, make sure the boys are best prepared for the week ahead, you know, and look, that bit of stats and stuff is just something different to go into too, you know, just another side of, what it is to be involved in an inter-county football team like so ach, you just help out where you can you know and that's it would you have gone down to training sessions for, for uh, our man? oh yeah of course yeah all the injured players would go, yeah, go yeah, week, yeah 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 definitely yeah no you're expected to be there you know you're part of the squad so why shouldn't you be there you know obviously there'd be times there when there's a pit session on you have to go and maybe go to the gym and do your own rehab stuff but like Nine times out of ten, you're you're expected to be there, yeah, hundred percent. And then projecting forward now, you are back fit. You'll be looking ahead the next year. Um, and, yeah. and and how do you feel like? Do you feel like you have a lot more to give? Uh, yeah, like obviously with the knee and stuff, it's it's hard to say. It's a wee bit early and stuff. Um, just just want to maybe see how the championship goes, and I suppose the home life as well. We child and stuff, you know, when you've got kids and stuff, it's you're not number one anymore, you know, so you have, that, you have to think about them things too, and I suppose the whole thing with, with Kieran too, you know, that's, personally, that's going to be a big uh, element of it for for next year, um, but yeah, like, if I can get this knee back 100%, there's no reason why, you know, I can't be involved, like, uh, you know, uh, and push on, push the group on, you know, and uh, like as I named a couple of boys there previous lakes of Austin and stuff like them, boys are coming back in too. So Armagh is going to be a stronger squad, you know, if we stick together um, going into next year. So like we get the club championship out of the road and see, you know, what next year is going to bring with Armagh. Yeah, there's a lot of talk, as I'm sure you're well aware, about Armagh and. What they've achieved or, or maybe not achieved in the last couple of years and, and just on your <coughs> pardon me on your personal opinion how do you believe that Armagh have done do you feel like he's have reached your full potential do you feel like he's left things behind or, or what way do you i mean like, you there's probably an element of well there's there's obviously an element of improvement there um but we probably haven't done ourselves justice either you know and Geezer gets a lot of that blame, but you know players have to take a bit of that responsibility too. Because uh, at the end of the day, they're the ones on the field and and making the passes and kicking the scores or missing the scores at times, you know. But uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Like hard to say, but 
there's definitely been improvement. Uh, obviously, the Ulster, the Ulster Championship or the Ulster Final, sorry, was definitely one that got away. Um, and then obviously Monaghan, like that was that was definitely one that got away as well. So personally, I think we didn't have a reasonably good season. Uh, we let ourselves down a wee bit because uh, we probably expect ourselves to do better. Um, but the beauty about it is you get another crack at it next year, you know, and hopefully everyone sticks together and as I say, a few boys come back in to strengthen the squad a bit. It'll be, you know, an interesting year coming. Yeah, I mean, at that level, they talk about fine margins and there's probably no team knows about fine margins at this stage more than Armagh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And just, um, just going, is that the simplification? Just that the fine margins just seem to be going against you? or in... There's moments in games, that, like clutch moments, where you, uh, you need to make that play or you need to kick that score. And I suppose them's the small things that are letting us down, especially going down the stretch, you know, in the last 10, 5, 10 minutes, where every decision you make is so vital to the outcome of the game, you know. So when you're heading down the stretch, your decision-making, you know, your skills, everything has to be 10, 10 out of 10. And uh, I think that's just maybe where we let ourselves down this year. Uh, now, to improve on that, it's hard to say, you know, is it is it concentration? Is it more work on skills? I don't know, you know, like that's probably something to be answered for, for next year. And a lot of people have sort of made a comparison between the 22 season and the 23. Armad they seem to play quite an open, expansive game in 22 and maybe a little bit more reserved this year. Is it, is it possible to maybe, I don't know, if let loose or let the shackles mm. off? Um, probably easier said than done. Yeah. But do you feel it's something that maybe he's could have done at, at times? Ach, probably, yeah. At, at, yeah, look, at times there's, there's times we could have played better, you know, obviously. Uh, but, like, you look at some of the performances during the year even the whole way through the league, there's only a point, two points in every game, you know, so, as I was saying there about the, the fine margins and stuff, I think if you tidy up on them decisions, like, you're going to come out the other end, and then it's a totally different outlook on, on the season, like, you know, um, and yeah, that's just, you know, that's what I think. I, I don't think there was any more pressure put on us or any, the reins weren't pulled in or anything like that. It was just, we weren't making the right decisions at the right time in the game for the outcome to be what we wanted, like, you know. Yeah, and of course we're recording this now on the Sunday and the vote, obviously the big talking point in our is the vote in Kieran McGinney, that's tomorrow night, so yeah. by the time this podcast goes out, we'll, we'll probably know whether yeah. he's in or whether he's not. So I'm not going to ask you in terms of which way you're leaning or anything uh -huh. like that. I just want to just wanna know what, what's he like. Um, I suppose, what's he like as a person, what's he like as a manager and, and what's your opinion of him? Yeah, very approachable person. Uh, will definitely make you a better person, better player, no doubt. Uh, offers great advice. And, you know, there's a reason why he's been there for nine years. Like, you know, every, you know the talk out there is, oh, he's been there nine years, done nothing. That obviously isn't the case. Like, he hasn't had that team for nine years either. You know, um, I've, I've no hassling saying I have a lot of admiration for him. And back him to the health like I want him to stay on because he holds everyone to a standard and I think you know if you get if Kieran goes it's going to be very hard to get someone in that's going to keep boys held to that responsibility to that standard 
you know, and have to be very careful with two S four too, like, you know. Uh but look, it's out of players' hands, players can't do much about it. All we can do is support them and or not support them, whatever it is, but yeah, I have his back hundred percent, not free to say it. Yeah, and I have to be cautious here not to put words in your mouth, but you know, you do obviously have uh, back here in McGinney. Do you feel like if McGinney was to go, that might impact you and maybe other players' decisions to play for Ireland next year? Earlier, like you know, get this championship out of the road, and then I probably do have a decision make uh, if with the knee and stuff. You know, can I get back to that level? Um, home environment. You know, there's a there's a few things to weigh up, and whether Cairns there or not, that definitely weighs in on that. Uh, if he goes, it would take someone really, it would take someone, you know, to, to keep me there, I think. But look, as, uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that I'm gone if the game yeah. is gone, but uh, we'll weigh up our options after the championship. Hopefully it'll be a good campaign and, and, and yeah, make a decision after that. Well, absolutely. Listen, Kieran, thanks a million for your time, for coming on. Best luck uh, now around the corner with Cleavy in the championship and then hopefully we'll see you back out next year for Arma as well. Good man. Cheers.